to be able to celebrate um, the resurrection of Jesus together. So would you stand and sing with us as we start today? Good morning, everyone. We're going to sing two songs this morning. We're going to sing Nothing But uh, the Blood of Jesus and It Is Finished Upon the Cross. Let's sing together. Wash away my sin, nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. All my body and this I see, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh. 
got the blood of Jesus. This is all my righteousness. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fountain I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing but the blood of Jesus All my praise for this I bring Nothing but the blood of Jesus is the flow that makes me white as snow no other font I know nothing but the blood of Jesus oh precious is the flow that makes me white as snow no other font I know nothing but the blood of Rejoice in Jesus' victory. It is finished upon the cross. Let's continue singing.
was my great opponent Fear once had a hold on me But the Son who died to save us Rose that we would be free in My great opponent, fear once had a hold on me, but the son who died to save us rose that we would be free indeed. Yes, he rose that we would be free indeed, free from every plan of darkness, free to live and free to Hello again. Welcome to church today. It's so excellent to be able to meet together and celebrate at Easter. Um, if we have, I've met you before. My name's Rachel and I'm on the staff team here. And today we're going to have a service with um, all ages. So you might have noticed there are a few little ones in the service as well. Um, parents, our, the kids are most welcome here. So please do not stress if there is some wiggling or a bit of noise. That's very okay and expected. <laughs> um, we'll have some clipboards a little bit later that'll get circulated around for some activities if that's helpful for you. Um, now, today Mike is going to be sharing some moments, the moment actually that Jesus raised Lazarus back to life. And there's going to be a chance later in our service for some open mic. Don't let that strike fear into your heart. That is an exciting thing. Uh, Mike's going to be asking us to share um, the difference that hope in Jesus makes. There's, you don't have to share, but if you've got something, we'd love to hear from you. So have a think. Um, but for now, you all look a little bit sleepy still. I don't know if you've chocolate coma, you've had too much chocolate this morning. So, you know, all good celebrations, they involve games. So we're going to play a game together just because. Um, I'd like to call this Team One. Okay. Hands up if you're in Team One. Good, good, good. We're paying attention. This is Team Two. Hands up, Team Two. Oh, yes. Okay. Thank you. I like this. Now, what's going to happen is um, Rich is going to bring up some paper for us, and I'm going to get a volunteer from each team. We're going to play a game of Pictionary. Um, so everyone is involved. If your team member is drawing, you guys have got to be guessing. Does that look safe? We hope. Uh, now, if you think you know the answer, sorry, this is not a good angle. I apologise. Um, if you think you know the answer, you need to yell out, he is risen, and we'll pick you, and you can try and tell us and see if you know what your picture is. Sound good? All right, team one, do we have a young volunteer who might like to go first? Any volunteer? Yes, Heidi. Good on you. Let's give Heidi a clap. 
You can have the very large texter. Heidi, I'm going to give you a card with your word on it. I'm not going to give you that one. Else. Okay. This is like a warm-up. So we can accept either of those words. Are we ready? Can we do a drum roll, please, on your knees? And go. Go, Heidi. Remember, you to yell, he is risen. He is risen. Yeah, yes. Down the Easter Bunny. Was it the Easter Bunny? It was. Well done. <laughs> Thanks, Heidi. That's how good your drawing was. You didn't even need to finish it to know what it was. Okay. A volunteer from Team 2. Hayden, up you come, buddy. Give him a clap. Oh, no, he lost his shoe. One moment, please, while we have a costume. Correction, okay. Okay. Here's your texter. Uh, drum roll, team two. Don't go yet. All right, off you go, Hayden. Come on, guys. Yes, not a carrot. Keep going. Yes, up the back, Amy. It is an Easter egg. Just pre-warning, they get slightly harder and more abstract as we go. Uh, team one, who has a volunteer? Maybe an adult? Or, you know, maybe a kid could do it. All right, Grace. The, the Jeremys, they're ready. Give her a clap. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> oh, I was going to give it to you. Wrong team. This team. This team. <laughs> but you're ready because maybe they can't get it. I'll come back to you. Any? Yes? Kind of, but that's not the word. <laughs> Crucifixion. Well done. <laughs> Sorry, that was a bit of a clue. Let's give her a clap. <laughs> team two, who'd like to have a go? This is also a tricky word. Let's do a quick drum roll. Get the energy up. All right, ready, set, go. Yes, it is, but that's not the word. Yes, well done, the resurrection. <laughs> well done. All right, we need an adult for the abstract one. Team one. Come on, guys, where's your courage? It's Easter. <laughs> I'm going to count to three and then I'm going to pick someone. I, need, I think I need an adult for this one. This one's tricky. I need an adult. One, two. Yes, Jeff, good on you. I'm not above picking people. I'll give you a new sheet. Here you go. There's your card. Here you go. All right. Can we please give a round of applause for Jeff? Don't show people none of this cheating. Good, good, good. All right. Ready? Spaghetti? Go! I don't know how I draw it either, just to be honest. Someone told me that's how they draw this one the other day. 
Yes. Ooh, not the last supper. Good try. It's abstract. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry that these you got can't really see in this corner. Apologies. Yeah, oh yeah, come to. Oh. It's not Jesus on the throne. Oh, wrong team. Hold on, hold on. Yep, the back. Did you guys have a suggestion? Not prayer. Good thought. Not worship. Sorry, guys. Yep. No, not intercession. Oh, yes. Is there another one over here? On the cross. No, not dying on the cross. Oh, not carrying the cross either. Yes. Not to rain. Guys, guys, guys. Team one, team one. It starts with F. Faith. Here we go. Well done. <laughs> Told you it was a bit abstract. Yeah, you know, you got to have faith in the chair when you sit on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> People are feeling... You did very well, Jeff. Let's give Jeff a clap. <laughs> A few people are looking a little bit ripped off. Like, how was I ever supposed to get that? Is there a volunteer? Someone's hiding over there being pointed to. An adult, maybe? Mitchell, you're almost an adult. Up you come. Let's give him a clap. This one's also a bit weird. I don't know how to draw that. Me neither. You'll be right. Uh, I don't, can't even give you a hint because I don't know how to draw it. I reckon you just get the point. You just get the point? Yeah. Do you hear this? <laughs> Maybe go quick. Go, um, go ask someone in the crowd. You can phone a friend. Don't show other people though. Here you go. Quick. I'm going to count to ten. One, two, three, four, five. Six, <laughs> seven, this is taking longer than we expected. Eight, nine, ten, and the time begins! You can't write numbers. What? Yes? Hope! I feel like... <laughs> All right, well done, well done. Feeling pretty smug out the back there. <laughs> All right, this time I need a person. This is the last bonus round. I need a person from each team. Uh, team one, is there someone who wants to have a go? Yes, Nick. Let's give him a clap. Someone from team two. Oscar, up you come. All right, this one's very specific. You don't get the point unless you get all the words right. There are four words. Okay. You're going to draw on the board, but on your own side. Come have a look. Oh, do you want a hand? You got it? All right, let's give them a big round of applause. All right, on your marks, get set, go. Whichever team gets it first wins. The other rounds actually didn't matter. Sure. Sorry about that. 
It's not abstract, it's very concrete. Oh, I heard over here, yes. That's one of the words. All right, okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> Guys, look how good their picnic is. That's great, let's give them a round of applause. Uh, that's a shameless plug that we're having a picnic at Penelong Park <laughs> at 12.30 today. So go home, um, grab a, some picnic lunch, something to sit on, and we'll see you down at the park. It should be a really lovely afternoon. Thank you. That was a bit of fun. I hope you're feeling uh, excited and full of energy now. Are we, are we feeling that way? Yeah, yeah. Good, good. Um, as we meet together this Easter Sunday, um, it's, we're going to say a prayer of thanks to God. So would you join me as we read this prayer on the screen together? Almighty God and merciful Father, we give you humble and hearty thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all people. We praise you for creating and sustaining us and for all the blessings of this life, but above all for your amazing love in redeeming the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, giving us grace and the hope of glory. Give us such a sense of all your goodness that we may be truly thankful and may praise you not only with our lips but in our lives by serving you in holy and righteous ways through Jesus Christ our Lord to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be all honour and glory now and forever. Amen. We are going to have the Tech Life update now, so have a look. Hi, and welcome to church today. We're so glad that you've joined us for Easter this year as we celebrate the joy that we have in Jesus. While you're here, please take a moment to connect with us using the QR code on the back of the chair in front of you. You can scan the code to get in touch ask a question, request prayer, or find out more about what's coming up at church. We'd love you to join us for a picnic lunch on Easter Sunday at Binalong Park. It'll be a great opportunity to meet your community, play games and have a chat. We've booked the tennis courts and we'll set up some marquees to provide some shade. Bring your own lunch and picnic mugs. We hope to see you on the field behind the tennis courts from 12.30. If you're keen to find out a bit more about who Jesus is and what it means to follow him, We'd love to invite you to a course we've started after the holidays called Christianity Explored. It's an informal course that gives you the chance to ask all of your questions and explore the Christian faith further. Everyone is welcome and there's no cost involved. Dinner will be provided each week. If you'd like to find out more, let us know using that QR code. If you're traveling over the holiday period, we wish you safe and happy travels. Have a wonderful Easter and we look forward to seeing you again in the coming weeks. Thanks for listening. Bye. Um, we're going to take a quick break in our service now. Um, there'll be a screen here it is with a QR code on it. In this time, I mean, have a chat. Say hi to the people around you. Um, scan the QR code. You can um, uh, put in prayer requests. You can contact the staff team. Um, lots of great things there. There's also a link for two books to check out. Um, Goodbye to Goodbyes is a kid's picture book about the story of Lazarus that we're doing today. And there's a second one which Mike will mention a little bit later, but that's there at the QR code. 
Um, we also have some kids packs coming around. There is some colouring in for little ones, um, but there's also a comic strip for older. So if you're in primary school, I'd love for you to take those ones. There should be enough and there's some pencil cases as well. Um, you don't have to take one, but they're there if they're helpful to you. They'll be circulated around. So take a moment, scan the QR code, have a chat, and we'll be back in a moment. In Christ alone, who took on flesh, fullness of God in helpless faith, this gift of love and righteousness, scorned by the ones he came to save, till on that cross as Jesus Good morning. What a joyful day today. He is risen and we've come here to celebrate. Yeah, look at that. Very good. Good Anglicans. Um, and so for those um, uh, the, the smaller ones amongst us who have got comic strips in front of you, good luck with trying to keep up with the story. Um, there might be some fast drawing boxes. There might be some slow drawing ones. Um, but uh, 
what we're going to do today is we're going to walk through the story of Lazarus. Now, some of you are going to know this story. Some of you might not know it, um, but it's actually pointing towards Jesus' own death and resurrection. It happens before that. Uh, but there's a profound moment in the story that I really want us to dwell on. Now, when I think about kind of good times, I particularly think about friends uh, and enjoying life with friends. I'm hoping this weekend you might have some good times with friends because that's a really good thing. Jesus had friends. Maybe we've got to sort of just sit and think about that for a moment. Jesus actually had friends. He wasn't just all business, right? Uh, he, He developed friendships. He spent time with people. And he actually taught people a lot in life, in walking alongside them, in sharing life, in facing challenges. He taught them much about the kingdom of God in those moments. And so today, as we walk through this story, uh, I'm going to be using the pictures uh, from this book that, um, that Rach mentioned, Goodbye to Goodbyes. It's a wonderful book by Lauren Chandler and Catalina. I should have practiced that last name. It's a great book. Uh, and uh, you can see a link to it in, uh, in the QR code. But I'm also going to have the text appear next to, um, next to the pictures uh, so that we can read through John 11 together. And just like Jesus would stop in the middle of kind of life circumstances and, and, and teach, I'm going to actually stop in moments and ask us to reflect and I'm going to ask some questions. And so there might be sort of moments to yell out answers. You don't have to start your answers with Jesus is risen, but you could. Um, and then as Rach said at the end of this, uh, I'm actually going to open the floor. I'm going to walk around with a microphone for anyone who would like to share a bit about how the hope of Jesus has changed their life. Because if Jesus really did rise from the dead, then nothing is the same again. All right, so uh, this is the story uh, of Lazarus, and it starts like this. There was once a man named Lazarus who was sick. He lived in the town of Bethany, where Mary and her sister Martha lived. Mary is the woman who later put perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. Mary's brother was Lazarus, and that man was now sick. It's interesting to think that in life, uh, we can't help but notice that there are times that things aren't going well. In this case, a good friend of Jesus is suffering quite significantly. And so uh, Mary and Martha uh, sent someone to tell Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. Why would they go to Jesus? Why would they not go to a doctor, perhaps? Why would they go to Jesus? Anyone? He's free. He bulked, he bulked bills, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, what, what, why else would they go to Jesus? He's a healer. So they knew that he had done great things. Um, but also, he is a friend. And, and even when uh, our friends are not doctors, do we still not go to them and say, friend, I, I'm, I'm struggling. Something, something's going wrong in my life, and I need your comfort. I, we don't even ask this sometimes, but that's what we're implying, right? We need comfort. We need friends. And so uh, Mary and Martha sent word to Jesus. Uh, this is not the day and age where you can call up that kind of telehealth hotline. Uh, you, you can't text a friend. Uh, you can't send an email. You would have to, like, send a messenger, and that would take a while. Uh, in fact, uh, Jesus is on the other side of the Jordan River, And that would take uh, a little while, maybe more than a day, to send a messenger out to Jesus for Jesus to get the message and then to come back. That's kind of two days. That's a long time to get a doctor, especially if someone is sick, right? 
And so this is what happened. So the messenger went to Jesus. uh, And then when Jesus heard this, he said, this sickness will not end in death. It is for the glory of God. Now see how Jesus is sort of teaching in the moment of life here. This has happened, he says, to bring glory to the Son of God, referring to himself. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. But when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was for two more days. Does that strike you as a bit odd? Jesus does odd kind of things at times. And the reason he does odd things is that we might stop and notice. So there's two things here. One, uh, we're expecting that uh, this will end well because Jesus has said this will not end in death. This will end for the glory of God. But also just to kind of, you know, maybe add to the drama. I'm just going to chill out for a little bit longer. (laughs) Um, But maybe that's not what the messenger was expecting. The messenger at this point would have been pleading, no doubt. No, no, Jesus, I don't think you understand. Uh, Lazarus is really sick. Then Jesus said to his followers, let us go back to Judea. So after a moment of waiting, and the followers said, but teacher, the Jews there tried to kill you with stones. That was only a short time ago. Have you forgotten Jesus? Now you want to go back there? As Jesus did great miracles, as someone at the back already made reference to, uh, he drew a great crowd, but he was also a threat to the religious leaders of the day because he was doing something very different. And people who were following the leaders of the day were kind of leaving to follow Jesus. So he was a threat to the establishment. Uh, So much so that actually, and the things that Jesus even claimed, particularly that he was the son of God, caused such offense that the religious leaders actually tried to kill Jesus. The disciples know this because they're kind of hanging around Jesus. They don't want to get in on that action, right? Uh, And so how is Jesus going to weigh up the risk of caring for his friend, first caring for himself? Hmm. This is what Jesus says. This is a bit odd too, right? I said, Jesus says odd things sometimes. Jesus answered, are there not 12 hours in the day? If anyone walks in the daylight, he will not stumble because he can see by this world's light. But if anyone walks at night, he stumbles because there is no light to help him see. (laughs) Can anyone help me understand what Jesus is talking about here? This is not rhetorical. What might Jesus be referring to? The, The disciples have just said, whoa, whoa, let's not go back there because we might get killed, and then Jesus responds with this. Hmm. Anyone got an idea even? You might be like the disciples, following Jesus, going, yeah, we'll follow, but I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, okay, great. Um, so uh, there's, it, walking in the light means you're safe and walking in the darkness means you stumble. Uh, I think, you know, we, we, we understand what it's like to, to stumble and trip in the darkness. And that's what life is like when you don't have faith in Jesus. But Jesus is the light of the world. And even if you don't understand in full, if you walk in his light, let him show you the way. Now, that's only opening up kind of like, it's not giving you the answer. It's just saying that Jesus is worth following and that he will show us in his light. And so he goes on. After Jesus said this, he added, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I'm not going there to wake him. The follower said, But Lord, if he can sleep, he will get well. Ah, they, they sort of get it, don't they? But they're not really. What, what, when, someone, when we say someone's fallen asleep, what might we mean? They died. Yeah, that's a really kind of a really polite, uh, careful way of saying that someone might have died. Uh, now, now, the disciples are like, now, if he's asleep and, and he's not well, that's a good thing. Let, let him rest. Don't, don't wake him up. Uh, but 
Jesus meant that Lazarus was dead. Uh, Jesus' followers thought he meant Lazarus was just sleeping. And so then Jesus says really plainly, Lazarus is dead. Now, what's happening here? Because Jesus already said, what, what did he say at the beginning? Again, not rhetorical. Yep. That it won't end in death. And now here we are. Jesus actually knows it's going, that, that Lazarus is dead. How did that happen? And how did Jesus know all this? Remember, Jesus is not there. Hmm. And I'm glad for your sakes, Jesus says, that I was not there so that you may believe. So that you may believe. Let us go. Then Thomas, the one called Didymus, said to the other disciples, let us go too. We will die with him. (laughs) Such faith. (laughs) But it's also sounding very dramatic because now we have all these tensions in play. There is the drama of the threat to Jesus and his disciples because because Jesus is the king and that is a threat to the establishment. Uh, And so what might happen there? But there's also this, you know, Jesus said he's not going to end in death, but he's died. And so what's going to happen? Jesus arrived in Bethany. There he learned that Lazarus had already been dead and in the tomb for four days. So that's pretty dead. Bethany was about two miles from Jerusalem and many Jews had come there to comfort Martha and Mary about their brother. Now this would have been quite a scene. Uh, When I go to funerals and I've led funerals, usually they're very quiet. There might be, you know, some, some very reserved tears from the front, sometimes a bit more, but quite often in Australia, we are quite reserved in our emotions, particularly in the public setting. For those of you that are from countries uh, around the world, you might have a very different experience of funerals. In ancient Jewish culture, they would actually hire professional mourners to wail, to, to, make, to make a commotion. And, and it was actually, that's a good thing, I think. In the sense that death is not okay and we should be deeply not okay with it. And so let us kind of weep and wail for the grip that death has on us. And so Jesus would have walked into this commotion of people weeping and wailing. And there at the center of it are his friends. Martha heard that Jesus was coming and she went out to meet him. But Mary stayed at home. Martha said to Jesus, Lord If you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know that even now, God will give you anything you ask. Let's just think about that statement for a moment. What do you think she's feeling? Help us understand what she might be feeling. There's a couple of things I think here. Uh, Kids or or adults, help help us think about what uh, Martha is feeling at this very moment. Let down, I think that's massive. Jesus, I reached out to you a kind of a few days ago. You took your time getting here. And now my brother's dead. That's pretty huge. What else might he be feeling? Oh, so she feeling. Yes. Faith. Because there's this last bit, right? But I know that even now God will give you anything you ask. What does that even mean? It's, it's over. He's dead. Up the back there, was that Oscar, was that your hand? Yeah, what, what do you want to say? Well, big, bigger, bigger. A bit. 
a bit mad at Jesus. Yeah, I think, I think that's a good way of expressing that, that being let down, being angry at Jesus. And actually, if we read kind of um, the Psalms back in the middle of the Bible here, you'll find lots of words that God's given us to give back to him. And some of those are, are deep anguish. And it's actually God's big enough and our faith is real and personal enough for us to be real with God. And I think Martha would have been angry uh, in a whole bunch of ways. And yet there is this faith, there is this tension. Sometimes our feelings are actually a tension of a number of things. And so there Jesus comforts Martha as Martha expresses how she is feeling. Isn't that a wonderful picture of God with us in Jesus? As he embraces us in actually how we feel. Jesus said, your brother will rise and live again. This is the answer to kind of her comment that I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. And here comes this promise that that her brother will rise again. But Martha answered, I know that he will rise and live again in the resurrection on that last day. Now, at one level, this is quite an unusual statement. Uh, we might be familiar, if, if you're familiar with the kind of Christian story about the resurrection, but the resurrection was not a common idea back in that day. Uh, they didn't necessarily believe like, like we do because Jesus has given us a clarity of the resurrection and, and of heaven. But this is a kind of a, quite a statement of faith. But notice that even in this statement of faith, it's quite distant. On that last day, I, I know that, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that, Jesus, but right now, I'm devastated. And again, she's holding in tension this faith and this present feeling. But Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will have life even if he dies. And he who lives and believes in me will never die. Martha, do you believe this? Here is one of these profound I am statements that Jesus makes throughout John, making a claim about himself, and he does it in the reality of this situation. He is claiming that he is the source of life, the creator, the God who made us, the one who gave us life and gives us life. But he's also saying that if you are joined with me, and this is for all of us, if you are joined with me, then you will not die but you will have eternal life now and forever. Do you believe this? Jesus says to Martha, says to us, Martha answered, my Lord, yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the son of God. You are the one who was coming to the world. Now, can someone help me understand Christ? Is that Jesus' surname or is that kind of something a bit more important? What does it mean for Jesus to be the Christ? God's anointed king. God's anointed king. Might need even more explanation than that. Anointed. What are, we, what are we going with there? Chosen. Yep, yep. He, he's the one the whole Old Testament was pointing to because the whole Old Testament is about God who made us. We who said, no, thank you, God. We don't need you. That all goes bad. And then God pursues us in his love, raises up leaders who fail, but still point towards God's ultimate solution and salvation. And really, all the prophets in the Old Testament are pointing to the one 
who will bring about salvation, who will fix all things, who will make all sad things come untrue, who will rise even over death. Now, the people of the day had all kinds of versions of this person in their minds, particularly even kind of like a leader who would help Israel rise up against their enemies, the Romans, and kind of overthrow them and be this kind of powerful force again. But people who had that version in their mind didn't see this Jesus. Because here he is, alongside the broken, talking about something quite profoundly different. After Martha said this, she went back to her sister Mary. She talked to Mary alone. And Martha said, the teacher is here and is asking for you. Now, it's not just our friend. That, you know, we all have friends, but we don't have friends that are son of God necessarily walking alongside us. Well, we do, but not, not like these guys, right? And so they recognize that, like, uh, that, yes, Jesus is our friend, but he's also, he's teaching. He's saying some stuff here that we need to pay attention to. Uh, when Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to Jesus. Jesus had not yet come into the town. He was still at the place where Martha had met him. The Jews were with Mary in the house, comforting her. They saw Mary stand up and leave quickly. They followed her, thinking that she was going to the tomb to cry there. And so again, the commotion kind of follows uh, Mary, and Jesus would have been confronted by a kind of quite a scene, I suppose. But Mary went to the place where Jesus was. And when she saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. It's the same frustration, the same anger even. But Jesus this time doesn't give an answer. Uh, sometimes, sometimes we kind of have these questions of why God? And we want this neat little answer that will kind of solve all the problems. But actually God gives us something bigger than that. He gives us a person. He gives us a who, not a why. Jesus saw that Mary was crying and that the Jews who came with her were crying too. Jesus felt very sad in his heart and was deeply troubled. Now, that's a kind of very soft translation. You know that kind of feeling where you have that deep, deep anguish, where your guts are tied in knots and you feel kind of just, you know, the word gutted. That kind of is actually kind of that your guts kind of like feeling all messed up, right? Do you know that feeling? Some of us would have experienced this when we've been confronted by something deeply troubling. Jesus has this feeling right now. Why? He's actually said this is going to end in God's glory. Why is he feeling kind of like this? Well, firstly, he is fully man. Yes, he's fully God, but he's also fully man. And so he has feelings. We ought to notice that. He asks, and again, instead of answering kind of questions, he says, where did you bury him? Now, Jesus would have known that, I'm sure. But nonetheless, he speaks into kind of the situation. And here comes the shortest sentence in the whole Bible. Come and see, Lord, they said. And Jesus cried. Hmm. What do you make of that? Jesus wept. Why is Jesus crying? Anyone want to help me out here? Why is Jesus crying? Because he's human? Yep. What's that? His friend has died. He really has friends. And as he's kind of confronted by death, it actually really moves him. But I think there's also something more going on here. So the Jews said, see how much he loved him. 
Yes, that's what we're meant to see. We're meant to see how much Jesus loved him. But some of them said, if Jesus healed the eyes of the blind man, why didn't he keep Lazarus from dying? That's a good question. And Jesus even said this wouldn't end in death. And Mary and Martha had reached out to Jesus because he was a miracle worker. Again, Jesus felt very sad in his heart, that kind of deep anguish. He came to the tomb, and the tomb was a cave with a large stone covering the entrance. And Jesus said, move the stone away. Now, I think one of the reasons why Jesus is feeling deeply troubled, it's not the same kind of deeply troubled that we feel. When we have someone that we love die, that that's the end. We, we feel gripped by the power of death. We are deeply grieved. It's out of our control. But all of this is within Jesus' control. And so his grief is not quite the same as ours. I actually think as he looks at the crowd around, even as he says, I am the life and the resurrection, he looks at the hopelessness of the crowd. He looks at how much they're gripped by death. Even as he says, I am the life and I am the resurrection. He looks at their doubts, their struggle, and he is moved by them. Do you see what's happening in this story? Jesus said, move the stone away. Martha said, but Lord, it has been four days since he died. There will be a bad smell. It's very, very, very raw and real there. That's my brother. Uh, Martha was the sister of the dead man. Yes, we know that. Uh, so they moved the stone away from the entrance. And then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you heard me. Look at his faith. Even while we struggle in our faith, Jesus knows he's in control. Thank you that you've heard me. I know that you always hear me, but I said these things because of the people around me. I am moved because of the people around me. I'm saying these things because of the people around me. I want them to believe that you sent me. There is a purpose here. And Jesus said this. He cried out in a loud voice. In fact, let's all say it together. It's a loud voice, right? One, two, three. Lazarus, come out. And I have no doubt people around Jesus would have gone, this guy is off his rocks. I can't believe he's just desecrated the tomb and is now screaming into it. That guy is dead, dead. <laughs> but the dead man came out. That would have rocked the crowd. <laughs> his hands and his feet were wrapped with pieces of cloth and he had a cloth around his face. It would have been quite a sight. Could you imagine it? <laughs> and what happens after that, of course, is that what was broken is now fixed. What was sad has now been made untrue. What was the source of much grief is now the source of joy. Because Jesus is the life and the resurrection. This isn't some party trick. This is a way for people to see that Jesus really does have power over death. That we might actually trust him. That he's actually sent by God. And so they party. Friendship is made beautiful again. Life over death. It is a profound story, a wonderful story. We all have to say goodbyes at times. This is the story that this, this is the kind of the theme of, of this book, that we all have to say goodbye at some time. Sometimes that means saying goodbye as a, as, a peop, as a friend moves across the world. Sometimes it means we say goodbye because someone we loved has died. 
But when Jesus says, I am the life and the resurrection, if you believe in me, you will not die, but have life. Jesus is inviting us to say goodbye to goodbyes. Because all who trust in Jesus will be raised again and will be reunited with those that we love. This is the book that I was mentioning. You can also grab a copy of a book, a free ebook called Is Easter Unbelievable? As you unpack whether this story, the story of Jesus' own death and resurrection, is actually believable. We're called to actually apply our brains. We're called to bring forth our feelings of doubt and struggle and raise them up to God. But I encourage you to to wrestle with that with Jesus, with a faith that says, if you'd been here, you would have fixed this, but also I know that God will give you what you ask. But the resurrection has consequences. This story can't just happen and then you go back to normal life. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine actually being one of Jesus' friends and kind of like, have you... You'd be talking around town, right? Like, have you heard that Lazarus, you know, the guy that died, he's actually, he's actually back at my house. <laughs> that would be quite a thing. Surely the resurrection changes everything. Well, do you know what happened next in the story? It doesn't really major on the party back at Lazarus's house. It actually majors on the plot to kill Jesus. <laughs> because... The resurrection has consequences. If the resurrection is true, then Jesus is who he says he is. He is the son of God. He is the one who has power, power to forgive, uh, power to give us life. But also, he is Lord over us. And if you don't want that, if you don't like that, then that's a threat. And it certainly was to the religious leaders. And the irony is just dripping out of this passage where Jesus says, I am the life and the resurrection and the religious leader said, let's kill him. (laughs) But you know what? While while John doesn't say, the gospel of John doesn't say, uh, Lazarus would have died again, (laughs) which is unfortunate. Uh, we We will all face death one day, which is why Jesus actually dealt with a bigger problem. Uh, Not just kind of raising someone who's sick, but dealing with the problem behind sickness and death and suffering, and that is our sin. That is that thing that we said to God, actually, we don't need you. And when we cut ourselves off from the source of life, then there is no life. But God in his mercy and his love for us pursued us and Jesus died for us so that we would not die. And Jesus rose again on the third day. That's what we're celebrating this Easter rose again so that we would have life and that changes everything God's not asleep he's not distant death is not the end but also it's God's glorious stamp to say this is the one this is the way will you believe it's the same question that Jesus put to Mary and Martha the same question put to us will you believe that this is God's one his son. This is the way. And even as Jesus calls us to take up our cross and follow him, which is hard, this is the stamp to say, this is the way. I'm going to raise Jesus from the dead, just like I'll raise you. How has this changed your life? For believers who have been living this message out for a while, how has this changed your life? I'm going to put it to the floor in a second. Let me share one thing as my, in my own reflections on this. Uh, I am an optimist by kind of uh, temperament, I suppose. Um, uh, 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 but 
I think the gospel has given me a gospel optimism. And I actually think all Christians ought to have a gospel optimism. And what I mean by that is that it will all work out gloriously in the end. You know, optimists are those annoying people that no matter what happens, it's fine, it's good. Uh, But a gospel optimism enables us to actually look at the hard things in this world, the bad, the sad things, and know that that is not the end. And it doesn't mean that kind of a gospel optimism doesn't mean kind of like, ah, you know, don't worry about it, she's all good. Uh, Ultimately, it might mean that actually going through hard things, going through sad things, actually is part of the cross to resurrection story. Maybe some of you right now are going through some hard things, some sad things. Know that that might be part of God's story for you from cross to resurrection, but know that God is with you in that. That will change your hope. (laughs) That will change the way you live. And so here we are. How has the hope in Jesus as the life and the resurrection changed your life? I'm going to open up to the floor to see if anyone would like to share a little snippet of their own story by way of encouraging us uh, by the way that God has worked in your life. And if no one shares anything, that's okay. I'll just finish in prayer. But uh, here we go. Is it, would anyone like to share a snippet of their own life of how Jesus, the hope, uh, Jesus, the life and the resurrection has changed your life? Thanks, Debbie. Hi, my name's Debbie. Nine years ago next month, um, I was facing death. I'd been told that, you know, I'd waited five years for a liver transplant. It wasn't coming. And I just said, okay, that's fine. As a nurse, I'm supposed to go, well, right, that's it. You're done and dusted. But the, you know, the spiritual side of me says, you'll get through this. And it did. The transplant came three months before death. Um, I've lived since, beautiful life, I'm back working, mostly, full time, and um, my faith got me through that, I wasn't scared at all. Praise God for that, wow, yeah, Woo. Anyone else like to share? You don't have to up that story. Um, you just... <laughs> Um, I have an anxiety disorder that um, is basically called a life trap of unrelenting standards or maybe perfectionism Um, and that manifests mainly in if I'm not a perfect friend, daughter, mum, sister, worker, Christian, um, my core belief is that I'm not worthy of people's love or I'm not worth anything um, and whilst therapy has been very very helpful in that um, it was my my hope in Jesus um, that showed me that not only am I worth um, loving um, Jesus loves me and he knows all of my imperfections he knows more than anyone would um, and not only does he love me but he died for me as well um, so my hope was always in me being perfect um, but now that's not my focus. I don't focus on being perfect. I focus on being repentant and trusting that he is perfect. Um, yep, so that's changed where my hope is. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Anyone else like to share? How has the hope of Jesus being the life and the resurrection changed your life? Yeah. Jesus' resurrection has given me assuredness. I don't need to I don't need to try to compete with other people. Uh, God loves me and has a plan for me. And ultimately, that's what my security and identity is in. 
Yeah, yeah, thank you. Maybe one more. Oh, yeah. Making me walk all around here, David. One thing that has uh, meant to me a, a tremendous amount is the words of Jesus. Those who come to me, I will not cast out, but will see them through to eternal life. And this had a pertinence when my son at 21 um, had died in an accident, but I knew that he had made a commitment to the Lord. And also had a brother who was killed in an accident. And he read a doomsday book that made him look again at the, his faith and it's, he turned to the Lord too. And that's been a, an encouragement to me that, to know that they've come to know the, the Lord before these things had happened. And I've held on to that all my life. Thank you, David. There it is, that Jesus will see us through. And that's not some kind of blind faith. That's not kind of like a crutch for the weak. Uh, that is uh, stamped upon us through God's claim upon his son, through the resurrection, that he is the one and he is the way. He is the life and the resurrection. Let me pray over these things that we've shared uh, and what we've heard, and then I'm going to ask Deanne to lead us in further prayers uh, for our community. Let me pray. Dear Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus. We thank you for his death for us, that we would be forgiven. And thank you that he rose again, that we might have life and life to the full now and forever. We thank you for the way that you are working in our lives, the way you are transforming our lives, until one day we too will be fully raised to see the Lord Jesus face to face. We will say goodbye to goodbyes and be embraced forever with all those who trust in the Lord Jesus. Help us to continue to look to him and keep changing us and transforming us for your glory. Amen. morning everyone please join with me as we continue praying lord god as we come together this easter sunday we celebrate jesus triumphant rise from the dead thank you that you did not abandon your son to the grave but instead showed the world your power by bringing him back to life crowning him as king over everyone and everything even death thank you that this means you haven't abandoned us either but that we can be confident that we too will be raised to live with you forever. Lord God, we know that this world needs hope and that you are the only one that can give it. So we ask that this Easter people would see Jesus' resurrection as the hope that they need and the confidence they can have even in a world full of unrest and uncertainty. Heavenly Father, we pray for those we know who are sick at this time. Please give them comfort physically and spiritually so that through their suffering they would see Jesus' resurrection as hope for them and look forward to your promise of no more sickness and suffering in heaven. Finally, Lord, we pray that you would help us to trust you in whatever circumstances we find ourselves in. We know that nothing can separate us from your love and so we ask that you would enable us to live our lives with that in mind and that you would use us to point others to your hope and peace as we trust in you. All these things we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. We're going to sing our last song for today, so I invite the band up and we'll sing together.
please stand as we sing our final song, King of Kings. In the darkness we were waiting Without hope, without light Till from heaven you came running There was mercy in your eyes To fulfill the law and prophet To a virgin came the word From a throne of endless glory To a cradle in the dirt Praise the
Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. Well done, kids. If you happen to do a comic strip, the primary school age kids um, had a challenge of drawing um, the story of Lazarus. Maybe share that with someone near you. This person's done an excellent one. I don't actually know whose it is. Um, well done, if that's you. Um, share that. If When you leave, if you could just chuck the pencil cases and the clipboards in the tubs near the door, that would be excellent. Um, I'd love to encourage you to join us for our picnic at 12.30 at Billong Park. It's a lovely day outside, and so it'd be great to share together. Um, but how about I pray as we close? Oh, King Jesus, we thank you so much for what you have done for us. Thank you for um, your generous heart that you switched death for life and that we can have life through you as well. Uh, Father, may uh, your amazing gift shape our whole life. Uh, may we be able to share and tell others of the hope we have in you. Um, and we give you great praise this Easter. Um, amen. Have a wonderful Easter, and I hope you have great opportunities to share your hope in Jesus with others today. Thanks.
shut up and take my money.